does that mean that I like Patty? Because like I'm noticing that. Do you know what I mean? Mm, maybe has he got a little crush on her? Your, your your freckles look pretty when you're when you're angry, Patty. <laughs> Boy, Patty, your freckles really are <laughs> popping. That, that's a compliment, right? <laughs> <laughs> there are millions of them spread out across your face like a beautiful constellation, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> Microphone! Am I picking up or? Yeah. Okay. I see it. I see you. I see All you, right. baby. I have a special intro mm-hmm. for today's yep. spooktacular Ooh. surprise. Well, boo scare and morning. <laughs> and welcome, everyone. To <laughs> <laughs> Boo scare and warning and welcome. I don't know. <laughs> you still want to welcome people. Oh. It's important. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my name's Peter. Uh, so, my name's Peter. I'm a librarian. <laughs> my name's Abby. I'm also a librarian. And we are going through every <laughs> Choose Your Own Adventure book. Learning along the way. Growing. Growing as individuals. Not really. Not really. We're kind of regressing. regressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but today, we got a spooky surprise. We're growing backwards. We're ingrown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Cut that out and post. <laughs> <laughs> today, for a little bit of a spooky surprise, thought we would do one of the uh, Give Yourself Goosebumps books. Goosebumps! Goosebumps! So, uh, this was written by R.L. Stein back in 1995. Oh, man. I wish it was 1999. So you could sing the song? Is that the only reason? No, because it rhymes with R.L. Stein oh. in 1999. What am I cute? <laughs> well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Mm, it's okay. All right. Wait, what year did it come out? 95. Okay. How old were you? I would have been 10-ish. Okay. So what's your relationship with Goosebumps? I love Goosebumps. Goosebumps and Fear Street. Like, Goosebumps is the thing where it's like, you know, when you would get birthday money and stuff, Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, what am I going to do with this? You probably did some dorky stuff with it. (laughs) I did cool stuff, like spend it all on Goosebumps. Spend it on books? Is that cool? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Very cool. Mm -hmm. When it's on Goosebumps, it's cool. So I loved Goosebumps as a kid. I read it all the time. I read all of them. And then when I got a little older, I was like, sweet. He has some for older kids. I read a ton of Fear Street, like graduated right into those. I am a huge fan. Did you have a particular title that you liked the most? Mm. Well, I loved Night of the Living Dummy. Did you really? I really did. I thought it was really spooky. Why that one in particular? I just, I, I think ventriloquist dummies are really creepy. But they're just creepy in general. Yeah, they're super creepy. You didn't really in- reinvent the wheel in that one. No, exactly. He had so little work to do. 
But I think in that way it was perfect because he really understood what kids are creeped out by and was like, hey, this is easy. <laughs> I could do this forever. But, and he um, did. but yeah, Fear Street ones were really what I got into. Like I read the Goosebumps books mm-hmm. and I read them so fast. Like I would fly through them like mm-hmm. multiples in a day. And then um, I loved the Fear Street books, especially like the like origin of Fear Street ones. Like, ooh, like the ones that they made into the Netflix movies. Yeah, I didn't watch that. <gasps> Shut up. They're so good. <laughs> oh, my God. They're amazing. Okay. Well, fun. Check them out. Really um, so, yeah, I read a lot of the Goosebumps as well. Um, one of my favorite ones was the the superhero one, mm-hmm. Attack of the Mutant. Okay, yeah. I didn't really read the Fear Streets. Mm-hmm. I think I read one. And I was like, I think I'm kind of over this. Yeah, I never really got over it. I just graduated into more and more um, older horror books and just continued reading spooky stuff as I got older. And I continue to read spooky books as, as an adult. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. my, it's my genre. <laughs> it's my genre. I don't say genre, really. I say genre. But genre. Genre. Genre sounds like a, f- a very fancy, like, French waiter. Yeah, exactly. My name is Genre. I'll be taking care of you today. <laughs> <laughs> genre, if people don't know this, is Jean-Claude Van Damme's younger brother. No. Genre. <laughs> Van genre Damme. Van yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is all gold. He does um, splits, but the opposite way. <laughs> Jean-Claude well, does. I was say, he just splits with his hands. <laughs> he just puts his hands out, his arms out. He's like, I can do I can do the arm splits. Whereas, <laughs> like, good, good job, genre. Good job. <laughs> good job. This is, I'm just as good as you. I can do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> no. <sighs> well, so this is... Goosebumps. Uh, Goosebumps. Uh, so give yourself goosebumps, number one. Escape from the Carnival of Horrors. Mm. Um, so written in 95, which is odd because this is kind of when the Choose Your Own Adventure books kind of start to wind down a little mm-hmm. bit. Because I think they go until like 99, 98. Um, and then they're kind of like, no one is reading these anymore. We're kind of... Donezo. We're kind of done. And then our time is like, let me add them. He's like, yeah, I'm about to ramp up, baby. <laughs> and so I thought, because I, I definitely remember reading this one. I remember reading this one like on vacation, like either on a train or a plane. And I just, I devoured this book when I was a kid. Um, I think I said in a previous episode, like when I did Choose Your Adventure uh, back in the day, like I would maybe do like a couple branches and then be like, well, I'm kind of done with this. Mm-hmm. With these ones, I would like literally try to get every ending. And it's, <laughs> I think it's easier to get every ending in this book, but we can talk about it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember this one so vividly. Um, there, there are parts that I, I kind of like knew what was going to happen, even though I haven't read this book since it came out in 95. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, did you read this one previously? When I was a kid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so I only thought there were maybe like seven or so. Guess how many uh, Give Yourself Goosebumps there are? I don't know, like 15? Oh. Uh, more? More. What, like 30? More. What? <laughs> <laughs> there's at least 40, and there's seven special editions. <gasps> 
Shut the front door. Right? So... Well, guess what we're doing next? Right, so that's going to be another two years. I'm fine with it. Because we've been plotting these out, and, like, it's going to take us so long. At our, at our current rate, it's going to take us so long to get these two-year adventures. It's going to be an additional two years if you want to get through all these. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, there was, I think, 42 main ones. Mm-hmm. And then there was going to be a 43rd, but then um, Goosebumps and another publisher and Stein kind of um, got into a lawsuit. I'm not 100% sure what it was about. We can maybe talk more about it on another podcast. Okay. Um, but basically what happened was, I guess, like, the movie rights and the TV rights were into question. Mm. Plus, also, I think uh, Scholastic was mad at Stein for using some ghostwriters. Ooh. But... So, He's Arl Stein. He could do whatever he wants. <laughs> well, exactly. And it's also ghostwriters. It's spooky. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, it's part of the brand. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> uh, but I guess Scholastic was mad that they felt that Stein was using um, ghostwriters all the time. And that's why they caused, like, a, this dip in sales. And, like, in late 90s, they... Lost a lot of money. Well, not a lot. They didn't mm. make as much money. Gotcha. But I guess Stein has argued that, yes, he did use ghostwriters, but it was mainly, it was mainly just for outlines. And then he would oh. fill in the, basically fill in the blanks. Okay. Because, I mean, he was churning out so many books that he yeah. kind of had to a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man. I mean, they're giving him this demanding publication schedule, like. Right. He's got to fill it in somehow. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he should take down the capitalist pigs any way he can. So <laughs> I support it. I support it. I support you, Arl Stein. You do you. <laughs> you do you, boo-boo. Get, get a little picnic basket since is that what you're referencing? Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's do our uh, Choose Your Own Summary. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Abby, same as usual. You're going to uh, give a six-second summary mm-hmm. of this book. Mm-hmm. But... You can choose okay. how you want to do it. So I'm going to give you two spooktacular oh. options. Okay. So option one, I was really excited for these options. I know. You told me ahead of time how <laughs> pumped you are, and I've been, like, anxiously awaiting this. So option one is you have to do spooky puns oh, while no. describing it. But, like, as many spooky puns as you can. Oh, gross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you love puns. Why is that gross? I do. I just don't know if I can come up with them on command. <laughs> I'm not your trained monkey. Since when? I don't know. You just <laughs> can't tell me what to do. <laughs> All right. Well, then it sounds like that's out. <laughs> well, so, what's the other option? Option two is, like I said, I uh, read this as a 10-year-old or so. So you, can, you have to describe it as either 10-year-old Peter or... <laughs> Or late 30s, Peter. <laughs> or you can do both. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> so I think I know what option you're taking. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to I do it so... I want to do that so bad. All right. I want to do it in my Peter voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. let, me, let me get my timer ready. So are you doing old Peter or... I'm going to do both. Okay, very nice. Yeah. Let me know when you're switching, though. Okay, hold on. You you, you should tell me when to switch. <laughs> you're already crying. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
at the thought of just making fun of me. Uh, All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, All right, okay, okay, I'm ready. All right, so six seconds okay. starts now. So. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, jillikers. So my friends Patty and Brad wanted me to go to the fair, but I was really scared and I didn't want to go to the fair with them. <laughs> But it was almost dark time, and my parents told me to be home at nine, and I didn't want to go. Oh, no. But <laughs> this <was> is traumatic. <laughs> 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 Ugh, so many things are coming back. <laughs> but I don't know. I decided to go to the carnival because my friend was a wimp, and then I didn't want to look wimpier than him. Twenty seconds, and then I. Oh, hold on, I'm switching to regular okay. Peter. Uh-huh. And um, so we go to the Carnival of Horrors, and <laughs> then there's all these, like, uh, we climb the fence or don't climb the fence. And <laughs> I like the arm, just wiggling your arm around for no reason. I have to, otherwise I'm not in character. End time. Oh. <laughs> well, that was maybe your best and your worst summary ever. It was really fun. Well, good, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone for that terrible summary, but also you're welcome for that (laughs) hilarious uh, impression of uh, little baby Peter and adult Peter. (laughs) 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 Your parents will listen to that and be like, this is accurate. (laughs) (laughs) My parents are not going to listen to this. Your sister's going to listen to it and be like, I don't know if she listens either. (sighs) Come on. I think you're my only friend of <laughs> And then he just stops. I'm your only friend? Well, that too, but I think you're my only friend that listens. Okay. Um, uh, one of my bosses listens, oh, which sweet. is very nice. So that shout out to Andy. Nice. This this episode's for him. What up, Andy? Hey. <laughs> Andy. In Andy. The house. Andy. <laughs> uh, so let's just uh, start off this book. So it starts off with you have two friends. Mm-hmm. You have Brad and you have Patty. And so they don't really seem to like each I'm gonna other. I'm going to say friends in quotation marks mm-hmm. because they are not like friends. Well, it seems kind of like very, which is I guess, a, a strength of Stein is where he kind of understands the age level very yeah. good. You know, like your friends at this age don't get along because you're kind of forced to be friends at this age. Right. And like. You can't really pick your friends. You can't really pick your, your friends, friends yet. by location and yeah. the school uh-huh. and like. You know, your parents work where they work and live exactly. where they live. And uh-huh. <laughs> so you're kind of just, a lot of times, just being a child is just being stuck with the choices that were, right. that were given to you. So you have these two friends, Brad and Patty. And they're your two best friends, and they argue all the time. Yeah. Brad um, is a wimp. He's described as a wimp. Um, and then Patty is bossy. She makes most of the, the big decisions. And I love that when she's complaining her freckles are more like obvious on her face right which i <laughs> thought like because as a kid i would have been like does that mean that i like patty because like i'm noticing that do you know what Ooh, i mean maybe you got a little crush on her your, your, your freckles look pretty when you're when you're angry patty <laughs> boy patty your freckles really are <laughs> popping that, that's a compliment right <laughs> There are millions of them spread out across your face like a beautiful constellation, Patty. <laughs> oh, right. Um, so, I yeah. love you, Patty. <laughs> pa- 
bag of mayonnaise. Um, right. So yeah, Patty is bossy, but you don't mind. It's no big deal. Which again, that's that's very much me. Both then and now, it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Um, so yeah, it's hard to win a fight with her. Um, and Brad doesn't try because he's a wimp. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nothing to do around uh, the town. Yeah, which rang very true for me um, growing up in the Midwest here in a small town where there is nothing to do. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's nothing to do. Yeah. And you hate your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to my many friends who listen to this podcast. I love you. <laughs> Mwah! <laughs> um, so I think it was... Oh, so, yeah, Patty comes up with the idea of going to the carnival that's set up. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, we can't because it's dark out. And then Brad calls you a wimp. Yeah, and you're like, what? The wimp just called me a wimp? You have the gall? Yeah. Brad, you have the gall to call me a wimp? And then you're like, I can't, I can't look like a total wimp by doing the wimpy thing. <laughs> When the wimp just called me a wimp? No one wants to be Brad. No, I can't be brattier than Brad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wimp is thrown around in this book a lot. Which, yes. Which is very mid-90s. <laughs> well, there's there's worse words yes. to use, so. But it's like, I love that that's like the worst thing that the guys are called in this book. It's very, you know, like this is a good 90s schoolyard insult for a dude. <laughs> Well, I guess it's the third character, you as the reader, isn't given a gender. No. As opposed to um, the, the Choose Your Own Adventure books, mm-hmm. which the text doesn't give you a, a, a gender, but no. the pictures often do. Yeah, and there's no pictures, really. There's right. like which, one what diagram. What do you think about that? I'm cool with it. There's one diagram in the thing, you know, but there's mm-hmm. really no other pictures. So right. I actually like that because it lets you as the reader really insert yourself into the story better. Um, you don't. You know, keep mm-hmm. thinking of yourself as a 12-year-old girl or you know, a 12-year-old boy or an androgynous whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, oh, yeah, it's just me. So yeah. you were just thinking of yourself as like a 40-year-old, like, yeah. hanging out with these two kids. Yeah. I was like, yep, <laughs> me and my uh, young friends. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. It worked. Um, so, yeah, you, you go to the fair and you, you're thinking it's going to be the same old fair with the same kitty rides. Mm-hmm. There's a train called the Terror Track, but it's a baby choo-choo train. Oh my gosh. And we're big kids. Yeah, we're not babies. I'm not a baby. Um, so yeah, you go over to Bennett's Field, and, well, wouldn't you know it, there's a new carnival in town, okay. and all the lights are on. Ooh. And so uh, from right, right there, you can decide to go home, or you can climb the fence. Yeah. And so guess what Mr. Uh, Peter decided to do? Oh, my gosh. I, I wanted to go home right away. I knew it. And I was like, it's dark. I'm not going You're home. like, Mom said I had to be home by 9. <laughs> and it's almost 9. <laughs> I got to go back. Do not like that voice. Well, that's how you sound. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, so, yeah, if you decide to go home, R.L. Stein has it covered. He's like, well, Patty makes all the decisions anyway. <laughs> so you're, so you're, you're kind of forced. <laughs> you're boned. So you're forced to, to climb over the fence. And then so you, you climb over the fence, everything is on, and you run into Big Al. Yeah. And so, yeah, Big Al is kind of the manager. Yep, he's the manager. 
And then so from there, it branches off into two main stories. You can either go uh, to the ride side. That's like plot A. Yep. Or you can go and do like the midway with all the games. That's like plot B. Yeah. And I guess it's not necessarily fair to grade this book to the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Because no. this is written like 14 years after the fact. Right. But... R.L. Stein knows what he's doing with these books. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, like, <laughs> especially in comparison to the early Choose Your Own Adventure mm-hmm. books, this is, like, a whole different game. Yes. It's like reading Twilight and then reading Tolstoy. <laughs> <laughs> and and being like, this is the same thing. They're both right. They're writers. both books. They're both books by writers. <laughs> like, No. No, mm-hmm. not even close. Like, <laughs> it's just not like R.L. Stein is like Tolstoy in the writing world or anything. Right. Um, no offense to R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein is phenomenal. I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. the the paths and, and mm-hmm. the the decisions that you get to make are like so so much more complex, and they weave back and forth in on themselves. Yes. In so, just so much more fun ways. But it, it's comp- it's complex, like you said, but it's also simplified. Yeah. Because it's just it's two branches. This A plot, this is B plot. There's an additional C plot later on, but we can get to that later. Mm-hmm. But it's not like the Choose Your Own Adventure books where it's like it's kinda like it fans out in this weird way. It's you know, story A, story B, pick one, and then you from there there's different choices. Mm-hmm. And they don't really collide with each other usually. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it is more complex, but it's simple. The the whole format is simplified. Yeah. Plus, what I also appreciated was you actually wanted to like turn the page every single time. Every single page is basically almost like a short story, and every page ends on a cliffhanger, more or yeah. less. So you want to turn the page, even if like there's not a choice to be made. You still want to turn that page. Like there was one where um, you're on this like log flume, and it ends with like you're hearing splashing, mm. and like what, what's that sound? Right. And then so you turn the page and you find out it's a tree, and then it's this more like kind of spooky uh, setting, um, and then the tree of all of a sudden at the end of the page grabs you, Ooh. and then you have to you know turn the page to see what happens again. Right. So basically every page ends like that. Fun. Yeah. So I, it's kind of night and day to how the Choose Your Own Adventure books are written. Totally. So do you want to get to your... My first path wasn't necessarily the most interesting, I think. There's only 20 endings, Mm -hmm. which may be a good thing, maybe a bad thing. Um, I think it's a good thing. It depends. I think the high number of endings in the Choose Your Own Adventure books, a lot of times we've noticed they are like, oh, you you just fell. (laughs) Oh, you just decided you didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like, or it just wraps up in a way that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, it's like, oh, suddenly you're in a different storyline that you were couldn't have been in before. Like, right. they just kind of mm-hmm. add stuff in that doesn't make any sense. And I know as the series goes on, they start to uh, lessen the endings. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I felt like maybe there's less endings. Yeah. So it's like you have less, you know, ultimate you know, final decisions and stuff. But it's just so much more fun to mm-hmm. get to those endings. 
a lot, mm-hmm. like it's like oh everything that I every choice I made was fun every kind of like path that I took made sense mm-hmm. there was never a time where I'm like wait a second who's Bobby Jim Thompson like mm-hmm. he was never showed up before like everything flowed and made sense right so the plots were very well thought out and then the endings like were legitimate like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like up oh, you just mm-hmm. fell off that fell off a cliff right. randomly they, they felt earned but they also just felt fun yeah there's only there's a whole goosebumps wiki because of course there is mm-hmm. and um it had every single ending on there and how to get to that ending which i could never i've never been able to find like <laughs> an equivalent for choose your own adventure yeah but apparently there's only two good endings the rest are all negative i got to a good ending on my first run through. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, so how about really quickly, uh, if you want to explain sure. your, your run through really quick. Okay, so for my first run through, I did decide to go um, climb, you know, ride there, climb mm-hmm. the fence. We get inside um, and, you know, you get to decide if you're going to go ride the rides or go in the midway mm-hmm. and play the games. So I go to the midway and right away you get to go into like this like kind of spooky um, fortune teller tent. Yes. So I go into the fortune teller tent and she's telling me um, you have, you know, oh, there's like this terror is near. Mm-hmm. Did you have over. to pick two cards? <laughs> yep. She has this big thing of mm-hmm. not really tarot cards because she kind of, they're kind of described in mm-hmm. weird ways. Like there's like a headless man and a yes. flaming sword and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So she puts out a red card and a blue card mm-hmm. and you have to pick one. Mm-hmm. And I picked the blue card because red, red is a threatening card. Oh, I picked red the first time. Red is a threatening color. Why would you pick that? But it's oh. also the it's also the hungry color. That's why McDonald's. Oh my is gosh, red. that's ridiculous. I picked <laughs> blue because blue is a safe color. Fair enough. So I picked blue, and the blue color. When you flip that blue card over, it has a message on the back that says, "Oh, come to our tent. You need to help us. Please help us." Mm-hmm. Signed, the freaks. And that's how to get to the plot C. Ooh. I think it's the only way to get there. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is my good ending. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, but really quick, um, if I could talk about the red <laughs> card, because I picked the red card. Yeah. And with oh, the yeah, red I went card, to that one too. Oh, okay. Eventually. With the red card, it says, hey, here are your numbers, one, three, two. Mm-hmm. Just remember those numbers. Those, those numbers might save your life. You realize later on, it, it, it tells you that you can actually go to page 132, but mm-hmm. just inherently you can just go to 132, and it's a, a page number. Mm-hmm. That's just so genius that it's just, yeah. it's not necessarily explained what the 132 is, but just through, you can just kind of intuit what it is. And then so you go to page 132, it's a magical time locker, mm. and then you basically get spit out to the beginning of the book, but you basically have to like repeat, constantly oh repeat. Gosh. So it's, it's a bad ending technically. Oh, yeah. You're so I mean stuck to, in time. Yeah. <laughs> stuck in time. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry, blue card. So when you flip over the blue card, um, you there's a message from the freaks that says, please come mm-hmm. and save us, help us, come to the back of our tent tonight. So you go to the tent, um, I, I go to their tent, and I am like, okay, I'm here with Brad and Patty, we gotta go help these freaks. And they're like, oh, it's the freak show. Brad's like all wimpy and he doesn't want to go. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's the people, the two-headed man and the snake lady and the bearded lady and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So you go there and then the freaks are like, you can't you can't be here. you got to run. Big Al's coming. He's keeping us here prisoner. They're all locked in cages. So you are like, you can decide. You can decide to run or you can decide to stay and stand up to Big Al. And I 
am an empowered woman. And so <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stay and I'm going to stand up to Big Al. Mm-hmm. So I did. I stayed there and Big Al comes in and I was like, hey, you can't keep these people prisoner. That is so not cool. And he's like, they told you they're prisoners. They're just messing with you. Ha, ha, ha. They can get out whenever they want. And he unlocks the cages. And then the snake lady, who has snakes all over, is like, it's a trap. Don't listen to him. Because she's a snake lady. And what, she didn't say don't listen? Yes, she did. But you didn't Yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm trying to go fast. You told me to go fast. So anyway, then he's like, she's just tricking you. You come with me. So um, so then you have to decide, are you going to trust the snake lady mm-hmm. or are you going to go with Big Al? Mm-hmm. So I decided I'm going to trust the snake lady. Mm-hmm. When someone says something hurts them, we believe them. And so I stayed with the snake lady and I said to Big Al, no, I believe her. I trust her. And uh, she betrayed me. Oh, no. Yeah. So... Uh, she was with him and they toss me and my friends into the cell with the giant man mm-hmm. and I'm there with the giant man and the giant man is like also a prisoner there I guess and I was like I have a really wild idea and I turned to the giant man and I'm like you must be a real wimp and he's like excuse me <laughs> and I'm like you must be a real wimp W-I-M-P. You're a huge wimp. You let these people keep you in here when you're so big you could just break out of here. You Mm -hmm. big, wimpy, wimp, wimp. And I'm just like going on and on, like doing a wimp dance and calling him a wimp the whole time. And so he bends the bars (laughs) and we all get out. And I'm like, you're such a wimp. You won't even free everybody else, you big wimp. (laughs) And so he unlocks all the cages. And then he's like, all right, we got to go now. Otherwise, Big Al's going to catch us. And then um, I take take all of the freaks and I bring them home with me and I'm like the ending is seriously like I hope that your parents like (laughs) visitors because they're going to have a bunch of new family members soon (laughs) that's fun (laughs) so I just freed a bunch of people yay good for you (laughs) that was my first run through very nice I know that's a good run through I know see what you get when you're brave oh see my first run through was I chose so you chose the midway yep correct yes um, so, yeah, I chose the midway as well. And then um, I did the different games. So you have there's two games that you have to play. There's the Guess Your Weight on Mars game. And there's, like, a spin, the, mm-hmm. the spinny game that you have to play. Which, again, is so awesome of Stein to actually kind of make this. The spinny game is awesome. Right, because there's an actual diagram of, like, a wheel. And mm-hmm. you have to, like, close your eyes and, like, um, spin around. Mm-hmm. and shoot whatever you land on, right. that's the page you have to do. It's very smart. Which is light years away from the Choose Your Own Adventure Oh, books. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did that, and I passed that. Um, and then I did the, the Choose Your Weight on Mars. Yeah, it's on nine. So you've got to figure out what your weight on Mars is yeah. fast. But how? Oh, yeah, the math problem. There's a math problem. It reads, the gravity on Mars is almost 40% of what is, uh, it is on Earth. So multiply your real Earth weight by four. Now drop off the last digit. For example, if you weigh 90 pounds, nine times four equals 360. And dropping off the last digit, you're 36 for your weight on Mars. And I, I wrote down, math is the real horror in this book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to do math. And he even said, like, if you don't want to do math, that's fine. Just guess. Um, so, yeah, if, you, um, if the lady did end up uh, choosing your correct weight, 
on Mars, you get launched into space. Oh my gosh! And you yeah. have to live on Mars. That's so fun. That was fun. Um, so yeah, I, I passed both tests uh, in the in the games, and uh, you have to do the the final game, mm-hmm. where it's I think they call it sudden death because puns, and I think you just have to pick like a random page um, out of, of a three, and if you pick the wrong one, you get glued to. Brad and Patty. Oh my gosh. And you're in the middle of them and they're still arguing. <gasps> Human centipede. <laughs> no, not not like that. Okay. I not was gonna like say Arlstein came up with it. It was his <laughs> he originated the human centipede. No, I think it's kind of more of like a conjoined situation. Okay, like a side so, by side situation. Yeah, so it's either like surgery or glue mm-hmm. and Brad and Patty are arguing over which is still which sounds it is. like a human centipede to me. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's a. I don't think that's what it is. Mm. <laughs> it's it's still a book for kids. Okay, whatever. Human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so cool that he had that game mechanic in there of yeah. uh, spin the wheel. Yeah. And then also the math problem in there too. Right. Um, and Very so yeah, clever. I, I, I guess every book, uh, every give yourself goosebumps book that he did has some sort of extra mechanic in there like that. Like, you, do, you have to, like, um, uh, flip a coin or you have to roll a dice. See, that's really fun. That is fun. That's way more than than any of these other jokers <laughs> ever have tried to do. Did you get the, when you did the wheel, mm-hmm. did you get the one where, um, the free spin one? I did get free spin. Yeah. So if you <laughs> because if it's you get being, free spin because it's being manned by a talking parrot. Yes. So the 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 wheel of chance thing is um, actually the wheel of no chance. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys. It's really funny. So you go over to the wheel <laughs> it's, of chance. It's especially funny if you explain why it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you go over to the wheel of chance instead of the w- guess your weight on Mars, mm-hmm. um, you get over there and there's a parrot who's manning the thing. So mm-hmm. you go over there, you do the little spinning trick thing with your eyes. If you land on free spin, then you go to that page mm-hmm. and the wheel stops, the parrot latches onto your shoulder and he flies you up into the air like mm-hmm. 50 feet high mm-hmm. over a vulture mm-hmm. nest full of babies. And, but what's also cool about it is, um, there's two different options. Like, if you have a chocolate bar in your pocket, yes. which uh, you, you win from one of the other uh, games. So if you have this chocolate bar, you can mm-hmm. give it to the parrot and potentially save your life. But if you don't, you have to turn to another page. So yes. I, that's so clever of Stein right. to come up with that. I think in the Choose Your Own Adventure books, they kind of they try to do that, mm-hmm. but not to the success. Exactly. So, like, for that, yeah, if he flies you up over to the vulture nest, if you had won a chocolate bar at a different game of chance, then you basically are going to be able to be okay. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't won that chocolate bar already at mm-hmm. one of the other games of chance, then he drops you <laughs> into the baby vulture nest. But it's like, it's so great. I love it. It's like their mouths are open. They're ready to peck you to death. But good news, they don't eat you because you fall out of the nest. And then it <laughs> says, please close the book fast or the next sound you will hear will be your body hitting the ground with an awesome thud. Thud. <laughs> Not fast enough. Okay, don't go to pieces. Pull yourself together and prepare to visit the Carnival of Horrors again. The next time you're brave enough to open this book. The end. I loved it. <laughs> I love 
loved it so much. (laughs) So, yeah, just the endings just feel so much more fun. Like, I want to open the book again. Yeah, exactly. Uh You get that ending and you're like, oh, heck yeah, I'm Mm going to do this again. And just like the endings are just a lot more like silly and absurd Mm -hmm. as opposed to just abrupt and kind of tragic if you think about them too hard. Yeah. Like in Journey Under the Sea where you like, you just suffocate. Yeah. (laughs) Or some of the other books where it's just kind of like grisly ways to go. But this is just more silly. Yeah. There is one where you like, you trampoline to death. <laughs> where like you just like are stuck on a giant trampoline and there's no oh way down. Oh my gosh. It's so great. You're, just, you're just stuck on a trampoline. But yeah, it's really fun because they like, even the like, you know, the midway plots, it's like they fold back in on themselves and um, the ride ones, they like kind of like move you back and forth and you're not always just moving forward and mm-hmm. it's really fun that way. I liked it. This was this really holds up, I think. Totally. Um, maybe not the like the, the freak show element obviously is maybe hasn't aged the best, but I mean, it's a carnival. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to hold your nose and just kind of well. Yeah. Well, we just had the what American Horror Story freak show. Oh, fair enough. I think the thing that holds up the least well is the wimp stuff, because, you know, boys uh, are allowed to feel their feelings and there's all kinds of uh, manhoods along the spectrum of masculinity. I agree. However, kids still yes. do this even though we've progressed it's so much. Very it's very true. It's you know still geared towards kids and that's Definitely. it's problems that kids t- do have to deal with. It's true. Through this kind of silly lens. Mhm. I think that, like I said, that's one of the strengths of Stein is he he gets children and what they have to go through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend this one. This was so much fun. Oh, yeah. I tried to look up some trivia for this one. Um, like I said, I found all the, the different branches and all the, the different good endings, bad endings. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of trivia because I wanted to see, like, what prompted him to do this, um, mm-hmm. write these books. Money. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, it was money. <laughs> Probably oh. money. Uh, but I wasn't, so I wasn't able to find like why he um, wanted to ride the, wanted to ride this ride of give yourself goosebumps. Uh, no, I was going to say, didn't know why he wanted to write uh, give yourself goosebumps. Uh, apparently he did write a game book previously. I wasn't able to find out what it was. But one of the trivia things was there was merch for this book. And so I want to show it to you really quick. So I had some uh, Goosebumps merch. I had Goosebumps Pogs back in the day. Oh. Uh, I got it from like the Scholastic. Uh, oh my gosh. What was it called? Like it would, um, it was like a little pamphlet and that you got yeah, in class. Like the book fair. Yeah, it was like the, the book fair, uh, mm-hmm. the monthly book fair slip. Yep. Um, so I think I got it through that. Um, so I did have Pogs, but there was this bit of merch specifically for this book. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to show it to you right now. It is... Oh. <laughs> it is a stapler <laughs> that's oh uh, the purple alligator on the cover. Which, does the purple alligator even come into this book? No. I've never... Yeah, it. I don't think so either. Um, it's just on the cover. It's just on the cover. But there was a big purple alligator for... 
as, as part of merch. So we're going to play a little game, Ooh, Abby, okay. called Guess How Much This Is Worth on eBay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, $37? Is that your final answer? Sure. Because if you, if you lose, you're getting shut off. Into, into Mars? Into Mars. Thank God. Get me out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> so, as of right now, the extremely rare vintage Goosebumps purple alligator stapler is going for $99 <gasps> Shut on <up>. eBay. <laughs> I, maybe it's in the box or whatever. Do you want to get to favorite endings? Sure, you do yours. What's your Fine, I will. Ending? You know what? I will. Yeah, do it. Well, I mentioned the, the trampoline ending. I think that was maybe my favorite. The, the triplet ending was really cool, mm-hmm. where you, you get fused to Patty and Brad because it's just the, this great callback to uh, the original. I did like you get stuck into a hall of mirrors. Did you get to this part? Mm-mm. Oh, and you just basically have to like constantly go back and forth between one page and the next. So like you're basically stuck in this loop because it's a hall of mirrors. So that was just a, I don't know if that's officially an ending, but it was just really cool that you're just kind of, you're just constantly stuck back and forth. Mm-hmm. I guess we also didn't mention that there are so many callbacks in this book to uh, previous Goosebumps books. Oh, yeah. Um, like there's the, you can go on stage and there's a whole bunch of dummies. Yep. There's monster blood you can unleash on Big Al. Yep. Um, there is a, Escape from Terrorland or Tales of Terrorland. Yeah is mentioned. It's pretty great. Which, again, is another one of the ones I, I remember very vividly as a kid. And, and even like... Blood. Oh, yeah. It's almost <laughs> like... It's not just references. It's like trivia because, like, there's a certain phrase you have to say in order to... Um, I think your, your book is picking up on the mic a lot. <laughs> I think there's a certain phrase you have to say to, to make the, the dummies come to life. Oh, yeah. If you remember it, you can bring them to life. Uh-huh. Uh, same thing with the the, the slides from Terrorland. If you remember which slide, is, what number slide is the the, the bad slide mm-hmm. from Terrorland, um, you, you can go down it. Um, so it's just cool all around, this book. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite entity? Um, so... When I mentioned the um, flying over the vulture nest, mm-hmm. if you don't have the chocolate, that's when yes. you know you mm-hmm. fall and drop on the ground and die. But if you do have the chocolate, that's when you give it to the vulture, um, <laughs> and the parrot still drops you. But then you land on the giant trampoline. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so where it is. then you're going up and down, and then you're just bouncing and bouncing it up and down forever, and it literally. <laughs> It's like every life has its ups and downs, but it looks like you'll be bouncing up and down forever. Boy, is it fun. The end, the end, the end, the end, the end. (laughs) (laughs) Just says it over and over. (laughs) Just silly. That was... Escape from the Carnival of Horrors! Horrors! <laughs> so, this Horrors! was just a one-off for now, mm-hmm. but I think we'll we'll definitely be revisiting the series oh, yeah. as I we go so. forward. I hope so. But in the meantime, we're going back to choose your own adventure. Yep. 
<laughs> just your face kind of fell a little bit. <laughs> We're going back. But uh, we're reading a Packard next to kind of soften the blow. And we're reading Inside UFO 54-40. That's good. I like the space ones. They're usually weird. Yeah, they, that, that is one way of uh, looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going back to Choose Your Adventure next time. Uh, so if you want to read along with us, uh, you can plan accordingly. Um, let's get to our housekeeping. Make sure that you... Like and subscribe us on the podcaster of your choice uh, so you can stay on top of recent episodes. Um, we try to release these every other Wednesday, but sometimes I just get busy and, you know, sometimes things just happen. So uh, make sure you subscribe so that you can stay on top of it. Make sure that you like us on Instagram. Yep. Because we just post memes. Yep. We post still things. Yep. Make sure, oh, you can uh, email us at choose your own book club podcast at gmail.com yep. and also you can hopefully soon find us on Redbubble so you can get a shirt with our cool logo on it and a whole bunch of other fun stuff like if you need a cosmic gumbo <laughs> shirt in your life <laughs> just other fun sayings from our show mm-hmm. um, just weird ramblings yeah of Abby yeah just the weird things that just come out of her mind what <laughs> these are all completely normal things that people have said and said. <laughs> Other people might say and think these things too. You know that's not true. I do know it's true. <laughs> Other people I'm sure are thinking and saying things just like this. They just don't do it on a podcast. <laughs> that's where the real money is. There's no money in this. Well. <laughs> Sponsor me. <laughs> well. Stein, give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> Adopt me, <laughs> Dad. I mean, we look just like each other. How about Abby? Uh, if you want to choose your own ending, but how do you think ten-year-old Peter would have ended this book? Would have wanted to end this book? Mm. <sighs> um, ten- ten-year-old Peter would have. Um, ca- calmly biked away <laughs> from the carnival mm-hmm. with his friends and he would have um, ri- he would have rode his bike to the um, city hall mm-hmm. and reported <laughs> Big Al and this carnival uh, because he noticed that they didn't have any of the necessary permits <laughs> for these rides. <laughs> he calls it an, an, an anonymous tip. He's like, um, I'm pretty sure that they are using um, some illegal labor forces <laughs> at this carnival. And <laughs> there's a lady with snakes. There's a lady with snakes. And I don't think I think that you need to send the USDA there because I don't think that they have permits for that kind of animal here. I saw a man who had really wild hair, and he did not have a hairnet on. He wasn't wearing <laughs> gloves when he was serving the food. <laughs> I could do this all day. So you're going to have to cut me off. All right, well. <laughs> My name's Peter. I'm a librarian. My name is Little Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> My name is Abby. I'm also a librarian. 
It's Ben Shazier on Book Club, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> I'm laughing at everything. Oh, okay, well, fine. <laughs>